Thank you, Lord. Let's uh, just remain standing for a few moments. Turn your Bible to Isaiah chapter 64. Thank you, Lord. How many people are expecting to receive something from God tonight? Amen. It's the Holy Spirit fire service. Hallelujah. Sound the alarm. Jesus is in the house. Hallelujah. Amen. Anything's possible. When you name something a Holy Spirit fire service, anything is possible. The Holy Spirit is waiting to jump into action. How many people are ready to receive the Holy Spirit tonight? Hallelujah. The Bible says the, the eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro the earth, looking for someone he can make himself strong in. I don't know about you, but I need the strength of God tonight. Hallelujah. I need God in my life. So let's stand tonight and in the presence of God. And let's come into this place a couple of days from the new year. We're coming forward to, to seek God and hear a word from God on Wednesday night from our senior minister. But here in Isaiah chapter 64, the prophet starts by saying, Oh, that you would rend the heavens, and that you would come down, and that the mountains might shake at your presence. As fire burns brushwood, as fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries. That the nations may tremble at your presence. Well, you know that word, that oh there, is a desperate oh. It's not, well, oh Lord, oh Lord, that you would come down. Well, Lord, it would be just a good idea if you'd come down and meet with us. You know, it, there's, there's no desperation in that type of prayer. This type of prayer is a desperate, desperate prayer. And he says, oh. Can anybody say oh tonight? Oh. Can everybody say it louder? Oh. I mean, it comes from your spirit, man. It comes from your innermost being, and you, you're desperate for God. Hallelujah. Because it's my experience tonight that if the Holy Spirit is going to fill you, He's only going to fill vessels that are hungry for Him. He's only going to fill a church that's hungry for Him. And we're living in desperate times. We look out there, it's easy to get discouraged in the newspapers. If you read the newspapers, you see all the different things that happen, all the bad news. And, and sometimes it can discourage you. But when you get to this verse, you say, well, God, we need you to come down. Lord, we need you to come down. Thank God we can talk about God, but God can reveal himself. Hallelujah. And without God revealing himself through his church, we're not going to do anything. We need God in our lives. Hallelujah. So I want us to lift our hands right now. I want the worship team just to come back right now. And I want us just to pray together just this, this prayer, this desperate prayer, because for me, this is a fire prayer. Hallelujah. This is a fiery prayer. This is, this is what prayer is all about when we cry out to God and we're desperate for God because that's a generation who believe in the Holy Spirit fire. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands right now. And I want to begin to pray in tongues for a few moments. If you pray in tongues, you begin to pray strongly right now. And you begin to get a hold of God tonight. If you're hungry for God, well, let God hear your prayer tonight. In the name of Jesus. If you're desperate for God, you let Him hear your cry. It's not about the neighbor on your right and your left. It's about you and God tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, Father God, we pray tonight that you're going to come down. And you're going to rend the heavens. And you're going to come down. Because, Lord, in KT and in the church, Lord, and in London, we need you, Father. Oh, God, we need a revival, Father. We need a Holy Spirit fire. Oh, God, we need a Holy Spirit fire to be released, Lord God, upon London town. Oh, God, we ask you tonight that you would rend the heavens and you would come down, Lord God, in Jesus' name, and that you would hear the cry of your people, Father God. You would hear a generation of people who are desperate for you, Father God, who will take no for an answer, Father God, of people who will get a hold of you and say, God, would you come down? Won't you come down and send a revival. Won't you come down and send a fire in me, Lord God, that would burn for eternity. Oh God, do something new. Do something fresh, Lord God. We say, Father God, this week, Lord, we want to hear from you. This week, we want to hear from you tonight. 
Father God, we say, oh, that you'd rend the heavens. Oh, that you'd rend the heavens and you'd come down. You'd make your name known. You'd make your name known in this generation. You'd make your name known in this city, Father God. You'd set us a light tonight that we do something mighty for you, Father God. Oh, God, we're desperate for you tonight, Lord God. We're desperate for you tonight, Lord God. Come, Lord, we pray. Come, Lord, I'm calling. Come on the team, Lord God, here in KT. Come on this Sunday night service, Father. In the name of Jesus, God, oh, that you'd rend the heavens. Oh, that you'd come, Lord. Oh, that you'd come, Lord. Come down, Lord. Come down, Lord, I worship. Come down, I'm preaching. Come down, Lord, our cell groups. Come down, Father, we pray. Invade, Lord God. Invade our hearts. Invade our lives, Lord God. Oh, we're desperate for you tonight, Lord God. We're desperate for you tonight, Lord God. Oh, Jesus, thank you, Father. Let's pray this second verse. He says that you'd come down to make your name known. To make your name known. Hallelujah. Oh, to make your name known, we want God to reveal himself to society. We want God to reveal himself to the politicians. We need God to reveal himself out there on the street corner. We need God to reveal himself in the church. So let's lift our hands right now. And I want us to begin to pray, Lord, we want you to make your name known. We want you to make Jesus known. We want you to make the name of all names known. In Jesus' name, Father God, this year, we want you to come down and make your name known. In this city, Father God, in Jesus' name, Father. We want you to make your name known, Father God, in London, behind the scenes in Buckingham Palace, behind the scenes, Lord God, in Big Ben, Father, the House of Parliament, Lord. We want you to come down and make your name known. In Jesus' name, that's why we need fire. That's why we need the fire of the Holy Ghost, Father God, to make your name known. To make your name known, Lord God, we pray. Come down that we make your name known. Oh, Father, we represent the name of Jesus. We represent the power of that name, Lord God. And we ask you tonight that you come down, Father God, and set your church on fire, Lord God, to make your name known in this city, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, we're desperate for you, Lord God. We're hungry for you tonight, Lord God. Make your name known, Lord. Make your name known, Lord. Stretch your hands out tonight, church. Stretch your hands out tonight because God's looking for a desperate generation. God's looking for a hungry people. God's looking for a church who will not mess around anymore. A church that will awake. A church that will grab a hold of God. Oh, Father God, a church that's desperate for you, Father God. We pray tonight that you'd make us desperate for you. Oh, God, we pray that you'd make us desperate for you. You'd make us hungry for you, God. We long to meet with you, Father God. Oh, revive your church tonight. Revive your people tonight, Lord God. Oh, in Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we praise you. In Jesus' name, I want us to sing that song, Spirit Break Out. Now as we sing that song, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you tonight, but if you're in this meeting tonight, you must have a desire for the fire. If you're in this church tonight, you must have come saying, well, that's the Holy Spirit service. I want God tonight. I want God. I want God in my life. I want to be filled with God. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. We're going to sing that song together. Spirit break out. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Step forward. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Spirit, 
fresh God is looking for hungry people he's looking for desperate people he, he is looking for people who are tired of the status quo the tired of religion the tired of seeing things that are not working and they want more from God I don't know if there's anybody here tonight who wants more from God I don't know where you're at with God tonight, but I hear the Spirit telling me tonight that as we move into this year, He is looking for hungry people. Hungry, desperate, not messing around anymore type of people, a type of church who say, God, I need you in my life, Lord God. I don't want to go on without you, Lord God. I don't want to move without you, Father God. Oh, but I need you in my life tonight, Lord God. I'm hungry. Is anybody hungry tonight? Anybody hungry tonight? Jesus, we need you, Lord. Jesus, we're here to meet with you, Lord God. Say, if you're hungry tonight, God meets with hungry people. He fills a hungry church. 
And if you're hungry tonight, I want you to take, in a few minutes, I want you to take a step out of your seat and come to the front. Now, it's only for you who are hungry tonight. I know there's people in this place tonight. You prayed a prayer before you came in and you said, God, I need to meet with you tonight. I've had Christmases went, Lord God, before Christmases went, but you understand all the things I've been going through. And God, I need to meet with you tonight. You prayed that prayer before you came in, and I want you in a few minutes to come to the front and say, God, I'm here to meet with you tonight. I'm hungry for you, Father God. I'm not hungry for anything else, Lord God. I'm not hungry for nice sound of music and nice servants, Lord God, and good style services, Father God. But I'm hungry for you tonight, Lord God. I'm desperate for you tonight, Lord God. Oh God, I'm coming to be with you tonight, Lord God, because as I go into next year, Lord God, I need you in my life. I need something from heaven. I need something from Jesus. I need something from God. Something that's going to change this city. Something that's going to change this nation. Oh, Father, we ask you tonight in the name of Jesus, if that's you, take a step out of your seat and come forward. And if you're on the platform and you want to respond and get out of the front and get hungry for God tonight, I tell you, God, we want a hungry people. We want a hungry church, Lord God. We want a hungry church, Lord God. We want a hungry people, Father God. We want a people who are desperate for you, Father God. Lord, in this Holy Spirit service, we're asking you to come. We're building an altar tonight, Lord. We're building an altar to you tonight, Father God. Lift your hands right now and you begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. I want to hear your prayer tonight. I want to hear that prayer, that desperate type of prayer. Just lift your voice tonight. Lift your voice tonight. Lift your voice tonight. I want Brett, Brett and Joshua and Gabriel here at the front. Hallelujah. We're going to pray for you in a few minutes, and I'm going to believe that God is going to touch you tonight. I'm going to believe that God is going to touch you with His power. You prayed that prayer tonight and said, God, I need you before I go into this next year. I need you in my life, Lord God. Oh, God, I don't want to go on in the same things, doing the same thing, Lord God. I need something different, Lord. I need the fire. I need fire in my life, Lord God. I need fire burning in my belly, Father God. I need the Holy Ghost to break into my life. Oh, Jesus. You're at the front. Begin to sanctify yourself right now. Begin to sanctify yourself. Begin to get before God. Oh, Father God, we ask you tonight for every single person here who's responded to you. We ask you that you pour your spirit upon them, Lord. Why your spirit upon them? If Gabriel, you just begin to pray right now. Hallelujah. Oh, begin to lay hands upon them. You lift your hands right now. Lift your hands right now. Receive the fire of the Holy Ghost. That lady there in the pink. Come, come. You prayed this desperate prayer. You prayed this desperate prayer. And the Lord wants to meet with you tonight. He wants to meet with you tonight. Receive his power. Jesus, thank you. Oh, Father God, break in the night. Break in the night, Lord God. Break in the night by the power of your Spirit, Lord God. Something new is coming. Something new is coming. Something new is coming. I see a new oil. 
I see a new oil. I see new oil. Oil, oil being poured out upon you. Come on, come on. An oil that doesn't run dry. Release, release, release. Jesus, Jesus, power, Jesus, power, Jesus, power, Jesus, power, Jesus, power. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. You're just going to pray for people, Pamela. Just going to pray for people. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Oh, Father God. I want to pray for those people who are desperate. You who prayed that prayer. You who prayed that prayer. You said, God, I don't want to leave this place tonight. I don't want to leave this place tonight unless you touch my life. You prayed that prayer. You prayed that prayer. Come. Come right to the front. Come right there. You prayed that prayer. You say, God, I don't want to, I don't want to leave this place tonight, Lord. I don't want to leave this place tonight until you touch me, Father God. If that's you, come, come, lift your hands right now. Jesus, Jesus, oh, Father, oh, Father, touch them. Touch by the power of your Spirit, Lord God. Oh, I can't so. Not the touch of man, but the touch of God. Touch. Power. Said, oh, hallelujah. Oh, just receive. Just receive. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. The lost. The lost are coming home. The lost are coming home. The lost. The lost. The lost are coming home. The lost are coming home tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. There's a lady here tonight. A lady here tonight. Your children are far from God. And you're, you're desperate. You're desperate. You're desperate. Who is that tonight? Who is that tonight? Your children are far away from God and you're desperate. Come, come, come here. Come here at the front right now. Your children are far away from God. It's not everybody, but there's a lady here tonight. And you know, you've been praying. You've been praying. Who is that tonight? Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Who is that tonight? Come. Come right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands right now. Father God. Jesus. Oh, Father, we agree in prayer that the lost will be found. The lost will be found, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Bring these children back to you, Father. Jesus. Spirit of God, Spirit of God, Spirit of God. Is that you, the children? Thank you, Father. Bring them back. Bring them back, Lord God. Bring them back, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift, lift your hands tonight. Lift your hands right now. Just receive, receive, receive. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Power, God. Power. Set these people on fire tonight, Lord. Fire, Lord God. Jesus. Fire. New fire. 
new fire. Oh, Robo Sikerevoko. Not something old, not something old, Father, something new. Something new, Father. Fire! Touch. 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 
Father God, thank you, Lord. I don't know who it is tonight, but if somebody here, you're suffering from a stiffness in the arm. In the arm. Someone's got stiff up. Is that you? Come on the platform. Thank you, Father. Anybody else who's responded to that word? Someone with a stiff, a stiff arm. Is that you? Thank you, Father God. Got the mic there. Jesus, thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father. What? Tell us what's wrong with your arm. Just, um, all over my body is very stiff. And how how long have you had that? Um, before Christmas. Before Christmas. Yeah. Jesus, just lift your hands right now. The Lord showed me that He wants to touch somebody who's suffering from stiffness. Oh, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just put your hands forward, church, right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's, you know what you're feeling? There's the presence of the Holy Spirit right now. The presence of the Holy Spirit. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit. Healing! Father God, from the top of the head to the soles of the feet, Father, in the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just lift your hands up right now. Thank you, Lord. How's that feel right now? Just stand up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. How's that feel right now? You might have shouted a bit louder. Is this microphone still working? Hallelujah. I'm too shy. So it's, the pain has gone. It's gone. Can you do something you couldn't do before? You've got no pain right now? That's the Holy Spirit right now. Just receive, just receive. Just receive. Thank you. I don't know what's being causing this stiffness, but the Lord wants to do a new work. Just receive His Spirit right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. What's wrong with you tonight? You had stiffness in this arm. Is the power went off the... Don't worry about it. Hallelujah. So how long have you had that? Maybe two years. Two years, and have you been to see the doctor? Yeah, I've seen the doctor. And what what is he has said? Nerve problem. Nerve problem in there. We're going to believe God tonight. That thank you, Father. Just lift your hands tonight. Thank you, Father. Jesus, thank you, Father. God, Brett, if you want to come up here, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the healer. Loose this woman's arm right now in the name of Jesus. I say be healed in the name of Jesus. Touch power on you right now in the name of Jesus. Alignment to the shoulder, Lord. 
Jesus. Thank you, Father. How does I feel right now? Can you do something you couldn't do before right now? And there's a pain gone. It's gone. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. And where are you from? Eritrea. Eritrea. Uh, have you been here in London long? Yeah, before yes, but now I'm living in Italy. What? I'm living in Italy. You're living in Italy. You're only visiting from from Italy today. Yeah. Where in Italy are you from? Milan. Oh, Milan. We have a ministry in Italy. Uh, one of our pastors there, Claudio Ferro, he, he goes to Milan and he goes to Rome. Yeah, he, go, he travels around. You maybe should get a chance to meet him sometime. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, pain in the wrist there. Brett, are you are you are you going on holiday? How long have you had that? About three months ago. Three months. Where is the pain? Here. Just somewhere there. Thank you, Father God. Let's just pray. Thank you, Father. Let's pray right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just take this off. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Strength. You know, the word that I received tonight from the Lord said he was going to strengthen arms. He was going to strengthen stiff arms. Now, I don't know if anybody's here today, you're feeling heavy. Like, like your spiritual muscles are feeling achy, but you know what? As we're praying for this lady, you can receive spiritual strength right now. I don't know if you've been struggling in your personal time with God, but the Lord wants to strengthen you in the place of prayer. He wants to strengthen those spiritual arms so you can begin to lift again and hope again in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray for this arm tonight to be healed in the name of Jesus. Looser right now in the name of Jesus. Just stretch forth your arm right now. Thank you, Father. Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you. How's that feel right now? Just stretch it up. Yeah, I know you're believing God. How's it feel now? How how is that? You stop feeling the pain. There's no pain. You can feel the pain a little bit as there's an improvement. Yeah, can you can you feel that? Is the is the pain going? It's just here, Father God, Jesus name. There it is. Touch. It's improved. Okay, pray. If you can just continue to pray for her, I believe God's going to finish that tonight. Something, or I mean, I, I just believe it's gone. I, mean, I don't feel. I don't. There's nothing there in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Jesus, thank you, Father. Gabriel's still hungry, as I can see. Can we pray for you, Fabio, tonight? I mean. I mean, you've got to give it up for Fabio. He arranged all the concerts and stuff that we did over the, over the Christmas time. And I, I just wanted to pray for you, not to embarrass you or anything like that, but I just really feel that 
maybe you know you maybe you need something from God tonight or maybe God wants to do something in you whatever whatever the thing is is going on just just lift your hands tonight you know Fabio was able to mobilize like over 200 people for the Naomi Children's Fund a lot of those people were lost people and we know it's not easy to, to bring people into the church it's certainly not easy to be working out there in the world and being a Christian and to be in the church at the same time so let's just pray for Fabio tonight that God would you know God would fill you where you need to be filled Colin was talking about recently uh, at Christmas Eve about the light of God shining in the darkness and often there's areas of our lives where you know God wants to penetrate but he wants to he wants to use you as a light he wants to use you as a light in a dark place and often some of those places are really dark so we want to pray tonight that God's light God's fire at this fire service would start a fire in you in Jesus name and that fire that he started in you would get brighter and it would get stronger and you wouldn't feel the pressure of trying to make it happen you wouldn't feel the pressure trying to get that fire starting but that fire would already be there because it's a work of grace and it's a work of the Holy Spirit in Jesus name Father God we pray for Fabio tonight Lord we thank you for his life Lord God in Jesus name we know it's your grace that's brought him here it's your grace that's causing him to stay and it's your grace, Father God, that's making and make a difference, Lord God, in the world, Father, for your kingdom and for your glory, Father, in Jesus' name. And Father, we appreciate him tonight and we just bless him, Father. We bless him, Lord. We ask you, God, light a fire. Light a fire, Lord, in his personal life, in his walk with you, Lord, in his family, his job life, every place he goes. Let the light shine, Lord. And I know, in a sense, that God is already using you in the prophetic, but the Lord's just saying, just confirming that, that He's going to use you more in the prophetic. He's going to give you prophetic words. You know, like Jesus was there at the woman at the well, and He had those words for her. Just in simple conversation, those words are going to come. And they, I don't know how you're going to contain them, because God shows me tonight that they're just going to be coming, like, quickly. They're just going to be there. And I just pray, God, for wisdom and guidance on what, what to say and when to say it to people, Father God. Just as you, Lord, knew what to say to people at the right time, Lord, give Fabio wisdom on how to speak a word in season that would speak life and hope into, into people's lives, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Father. Lord, pour your oil back into him for all the things he's been doing in church the worship behind the scenes, Lord God. We haven't seen the stuff that he's done. We just see it on a Sunday, Father, in the services. But Lord, pour back into him, Father, we pray. Pour back into him, Father. Pour back in, Father. Oh, Jesus, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let the light shine. Let the light shine. Let the light shine, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift your hands right now. I don't know if the Holy Spirit's finished quite yet. Hallelujah tonight. This is a fire service. Hallelujah. This is a fire service. A fire service. And in a fire service, the Holy Spirit can meet you at any point when He decides if you're ready to receive from Him. And as we move forward, next week we're going to be having a 7 o'clock service we may change the service. We don't know what the Holy Spirit's going to be doing, but it's going to be seven next week. And I want to pray and ask you that you would be hungry and that you would invite people to come into this service. You know, in the morning services, 
we, we, we have a good word and a strong word. It's, it's known as the main, main word, the main services. But you know, in the evening, we have space for the Holy Spirit. And often those people in the morning services, they really need the Holy Spirit. But they don't have time because they're coming at 9 till 10.30 or from 11 to 1. And they have a timetable, as we all have. And that's normal. But if people are going to break through, they need to provide time for the Holy Spirit. Amen. They need to provide time, and here at the Holy Spirit service, we are providing time. We, we, have, we put out our stall, and we're saying, God, we want you to come and meet with us. That's the heart, and that's the spirit that Bruce has brought to this service, the Holy Spirit fire service, and we want the Holy Spirit to take over in, in people's lives, because we know without the Holy Spirit, we can't do anything. Without Him, we're nothing. Without Him, we're nothing. We need Him. We need Him in our lives. So lift your hands one more time and say, Holy Spirit, without you, I'm nothing. Without you, Lord, I want this service to grow, Father God. I, I want to get people into this service, Lord, not because I have to, because I, I've been, you've shown me people who need to meet with you. And Father God, I pray that you begin to put words in Bruce and whoever's preaching here, words of prophecy, words of direction, because Lord, many of our cell leaders, they need hope, they need direction. Many of our families need hope and direction, and on this pulpit, Lord God, on a Sunday evening, we know that we just believe in you, that you're going to speak, Lord God, and you're going to do new things, Lord. So, Father God, we pray, increase what you're doing. Increase what you're doing here in the name of Jesus, Father God. Cause people to come from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Let this place be a place of abandonment, a place of hunger, a place of desperation, a place of desire, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we give you the glory, we give you the honor, we give you the thanks, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Let's give Jesus praise tonight. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. I want us to turn our Bibles tonight to John chapter 15, and I just want to minister for a few moments before we move in. The general theme of tonight has already happened, so I don't really have to preach so much, but I do want to say a few words uh, of what God's been ministering to me. So John chapter 15, and uh, John chapter 15, verses 1 to 8. And I know Colin ministered this, um, this passage of Scripture. I'm not going to stay on this passage of Scripture too long, but move, moving, moving through the Scriptures tonight. So let's just pray. Father... We thank you tonight that you have, have come by your grace and you've done something here tonight. And we thank you for that. We're, we appreciate you, Father. And we know there's no greater place to be but to be in your presence, to experience your power and to experience your touch, Father. So, Lord God, we ask you to do something new, Lord, in this place tonight, Lord God. Do something special. Set your seal upon what you've been doing and continue to speak to us by your grace, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. John chapter 1 and verses 1 to 8. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them, and they throw them into the fire, and they are burned. And if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, 
You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so will you be my disciples. Here's a picture of a vine. And we know the picture of a vine here in this passage is quite simple. Those who are connected to the vine bear fruit, and those who are not connected to the vine do not bear fruit. How many people want to bear fruit tonight? They want to make a difference for Jesus? I know I do. And it's that passion and that's, that's desire inside of me that, that, you know, you get frustrated sometimes. You say, God, I, I want to bear fruit. I, I want to do something for you. I, I want to make a difference for you. I want to go into next year and I want something to happen. I want you to break into my life. And there's a desperation there. But sometimes in revival, or focusing on momentum or focusing on bearing fruit, we focus so much on the bearing fruit that we forget how fruit is produced in the first place. How, how is fruit produced? And this is what Jesus is saying here. How are we to bear fruit? I mean, how is it going to happen? How is the fruit going to happen? How, how are people going to be saved? How are people going to be healed? How are people going to see Jesus in your life? How are people going to see the anointing on you? How is miracles going to happen? How is financial provision going to happen? How are you going to hear from God? You know, all these things that we deem to be bearing fruit or moving forward with God, how's it going to happen? And Jesus says, it's about abiding in me. Another word for that is staying connected. Staying connected to the power source, staying connected to the vine so that you can continue to bear fruit. Jesus also says, he who bears fruit, sometimes the Lord prunes you. There's seasons of fruit and the seasons of expansion and the seasons where the, the harvest comes in, but there's also seasons where the vine dresser comes down and starts to snip away the branches. And why would the vine dresser snip away the branches? Well, quite simple, because he wants the vine to bear more fruit. Not at that season. There's going to be a season of fruitful, fruitlessness in that sense. There's going to be a cutting away. And often that can be painful, isn't it? You know, no one likes to be cut away. No one likes to suddenly say, well, there's no fruit on my life. Suddenly God is cutting away and he's saying, you know what? This is not your year at the moment, but next year is going to be your year. Hallelujah. Because there's going to be a cutting away. And that's seasons in life. You can't get away from those seasons. There are seasons of fruitfulness and there's seasons of success, but there's also seasons of drought as well and cutting back. But sometimes we're focused on the fruit. We're focused on impact. We're focused on expansion. And Jesus said here in John 15, verse 5, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears fruit, much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. And I want to just say that phrase tonight because this was a phrase that came to me two weeks ago when I was just resting in my bed and I was asleep and I was praying to God for a word. And as before I woke up out of my sleep, I got this word as I was preparing for a sermon. And the scripture was quite simple. God said, without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. I mean, how it is that we can go through life without God. We go through life every day without God. We don't pray. Uh, we try to scrape a little passage of the Bible on the way to work. We maybe try to you know, scrape a little passage on our iPhone on the way back from work, and we forget to connect with God, but yet we want all the fruit that God has to offer. We, we want all the success that God has to offer. We want all the things that God has to offer, and sometimes we simply forget that without God, we can't do it. Without God, it's not going to happen. 
Without God, you can imagine if you could bring about the success in your life, then you would go back to the root, and the root would be you. You would say, wow, look at what I brought. Look at what I brought into the world. Look at what I did. You know, the things of God, if you're following God, and you want to be bare fruit in the things of God, you need to make sure that your relationship with God is strong. Your relationship with God is strong, that you're connected to the power source. Christianity is a power religion. And when you're looking at your life and you think, my God, where is the anointing? Where is the power? Where is the breakthrough? Where is the things that God supplies? And if there's a lack of it, you've got to go back to the root. Go back to the root and say, how is the root? How is my relationship with God? Because if you can look at your relationship with God and say, my God, my relationship with God is not as powerful as it used to be. I'm not as in love with Jesus as I used to be. In fact, I neglect the time of prayer. I neglect the time of Bible reading. And I'm just going through the motions. Then if you're just going through the motions, there'll come a point where you will stop. And you'll wonder why the car stopped and why you're standing still and there's no more momentum. Why? Because somewhere in your personal life, you left God. It all happens to every single one of us, the preachers included, the pastors included, every one of us here on the same page. We, as we move forward into 2015, we've got to realize we must move forward in our relationship with God. Abiding in the vine, recognizing that without God, KT can't do it. Without God, cell groups can't grow. Without God, the city will not be reached. Without God, the United Kingdom will not ever experience a revival. It's only God. It's God who built this church. It's God who started this church. It's God who put George Jeffries here and Wynne Lewis and Colin Dye. It's God who's done this thing. And why you're here today? Because God has started a work in this place. And the Bible says, God who started a work, he will complete the work. Hallelujah. God has started a work. The Spirit needs to break in. But thank God that Jesus said, with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. With God, with God, all things are possible. Without God, we can do nothing. It's the strength that God supplies. How was Mary? How did Mary give birth to Jesus? How did it happen? Well, you you read about it in Luke chapter 2. And Mary said to the angel, how are these things going to happen? I don't know if you ever asked that question to God. Well, God, you promised me success. You promised me a family. You promised me a future. You promised me that, Lord God, I'm going to be someone great for you. Some minister prophesied it. Lord, you said you're going to provide. How is it going to happen? And the angel said to Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you will be with child by the Holy Spirit. How is it going to happen in your life in the same way? The Holy Spirit has got to move in your life. The Holy Spirit has got to start moving in your heart. I want to tell you tonight, the evidence that you have a relationship with God is the Holy Spirit. The evidence that you have a relationship with God is the Holy Spirit. Because the more you spend time with God, the more like Jesus you become. The more filled with the Spirit you become, the more anointed you become. And the more you begin to recognize that without the Holy Spirit, we cannot accomplish destiny. And what God would say tonight is quite simple, is to stop relying on self. Stop relying on self. Well, Lord, I'm weak, Lord God. Will you write your weak? Hallelujah. 
We're weak without God. But the Bible says when we're weak, we're strong. And what does God mean by that? When we rely on God, when we give our weaknesses to God, and we say, God, we can't do it, but you can do it through me. You can do it in me. That's what it means to rely on the Holy Spirit. Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. This service is a Holy Spirit service. Hallelujah. Now, the Holy Spirit service does not mean that you will be filled with the Holy Spirit once a week at 7 o'clock. That is not the reason why, but because we put it there, sometimes we start to behave like the only time you can meet with the Holy Spirit is at 7 o'clock on a Sunday night. That is not our prayer. Our prayer is that you get filled tonight and you get filled at midnight and you get filled at 6 a.m. and you get filled every day this week and there's something that happens in this place tonight that continues right throughout the week. And when you come back, you don't come back by yourself. You come back with two others. And you say, hey, I met with God last week at the Holy Spirit service. And I tell you, you're going to meet with God tonight. Because you've been praying for them. This is what happens. And we're going to somehow change the atmosphere that's happening in this service. Change the expectation level. Turn our hunger up. Hallelujah. Turn our hunger level up and say, God, we're hungry for you. I don't know about you, but you don't need anybody to call you forward, to come forward. I I know this Gable's getting worried now because we do have some other people that come forward and do funny things and we have to remove them out of the service. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about people that are hungry for God. You can get into the aisle and you can fall prostrate on the floor. You can come and kneel down and pray in tongues because it's a Holy Spirit service. Hallelujah. And God... God wants people who are hungry. The Holy Spirit responds to hunger. He responds to people who are hungry. And I tell you, you can tell if somebody has been praying in the secret place and they're hungry. Why? Because when they come into the church, you can hear them in the worship. You can hear them in the worship. What's wrong with that person? And suddenly realize there's a person who's hungry for God. Sometimes Colin would call people out of the service and you would think it was a word of prophecy. And he would have a word of prophecy to confirm the call of God. But sometimes when you're in a worship service, what you see from here is the most hungry people. And often the Holy Spirit points them out and he shows you. He says, that person is hungry. Call them out because I want to confirm the call on their life. So if you want to be called out in a service, if you want a prophecy, if you want to be filled with the Spirit, then you need to get God's attention. Hallelujah. Because to get God's attention is to be hungry. Gable was boasting about something like 12 Christmas dinners or something like that. Now there's a hungry person. A very fat person as well who needs to get fit. Hallelujah. But you know what? That's a picture of our spirit as well. When we're hungry for God, we're saying, hey, when's the next meal? Hallelujah. When's the next Christmas meal that God's going to give me? I've come to the Holy Spirit's service to get fed with God again. Hallelujah. Because we're hungry. Because we're hungry for God. Hungry for God. And sometimes, you know, as you move into next year, some of you might be fasting and praying. Why would we fast and pray? Because we're saying, we don't want to eat anymore. We're not interested in food anymore. We want to be filled with God. We want to be filled with God. We want to be filled with God. Jesus was filled with God. And the Bible says when he was baptized, the heavens were open and the Holy Spirit came as a dove and remained on him. Remained on him. 
I don't know about you, but it's not enough to be filled with God. It's not enough to be filled once with God. I want the Spirit to remain on me. Amen. And how it is our experience in church that sometimes we get a little goose pimple. We feel, oh, did you feel the fire? Did you feel the fire tonight? Did you feel, oh, it's powerful. God be glorified. We talk like that, don't we? I mean, maybe this is only me, but I know some of you talk like that. You know, you get filled with fire, and then suddenly the next day or two days later, where's the fire gone? The fire's gone out. There's no more fire. The devil came on Monday and just squirted a bit of water and, and got all of it out. See, it's about the spirit remaining. John the Baptist, he said, the Lord showed me. He showed me the revival. He showed me what God was going to do. When everybody else was missing Jesus, didn't even know about Jesus, John the Baptist was spoken to by God, and God said to him, listen, there's going to come a man. There's going to come a Christ. There's going to come someone after you. In fact, your call and your destiny is to prepare the way for the Christ, to prepare the way for Jesus. I mean, that's our ministry, isn't it? As a church, to prepare the way for Jesus to come into our lives, to prepare the way. That's what we're doing right now. Who's going who's gonna to fill people with the fire? Who's going to baptize people with fire? It's going to be Jesus. It's going to be Jesus. That's exactly what we're doing right now, preparing the way for Jesus. And John the Baptist was spoken to, and God told him, listen, who you see the Spirit descending on and the Spirit remaining on. I mean, do you have discernment tonight? Do you have discernment like John the Baptist? Are you awake tonight? Are you aware of what God is doing? Because God wants to bring a revival. God wants to set the church alight. He wants to bring a fresh move of His Spirit. As He said to John, He was saying, Jesus is coming. He said to people, He said, you know, there's going to come a man who's going to baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. I can't even tie his shoelaces. I don't qualify to even bow down and touch his feet because he's so amazing. This guy's going to come and he's going to baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. And the Bible says when Jesus was baptized, the Spirit came and descended upon him. And John said, I wouldn't have known him. I wouldn't have known him. But when the Spirit came as a dove, I knew that that, that was the man that God had called. He knew that that was the revival. I want to ask you a question. Are you tuned in tonight? Are you tuned in to the things of the Spirit? Because I tell you something, that if the fire of God is going to fall here in this place tonight, it's going to fall amongst the people who are not distracted, who are not easily distracted. People who are saying, you know what, I'm going to forget about everything else. I'm going to disconnect myself from everything else. And what I need to do tonight is I need to meet with God. I remember Bruce saying last week, where in London can you meet with God? Where in London can you have a Holy Spirit fire service? There's not many places out there tonight who have a Sunday night service, number one. And number two, have a service that's inviting God to come and baptize people with fire. In fact, the whole church needs to be baptized with fire. Hallelujah. Every single person in the church needs a fire revolution. Hallelujah. All of us need a fire revolution because without the Holy Spirit fire, without the Holy Spirit fire, we cannot do anything. I was in Romania um, 
three weeks ago, four weeks ago in, in November, and, and I turned up to one of the services with Brett, and partly where this message is coming from about the Spirit breaking in. The Spirit loves to break into the natural. I don't know about you, but I love when the Holy Spirit breaks in. It doesn't matter if you're preaching in a crowd of 800 people or you're preaching in a crowd of three people. It doesn't matter where you're preaching. The greatest experience of your life is when the Holy Spirit starts to break in to the natural. Whatever he's doing, whether he's meeting your need or someone else's need. People getting healed on this platform. Now, who is that? That was the Holy Spirit. People who are spoken to, the words of prophecy. What was that? That was the Holy Spirit. None of us here tonight can orchestrate that. We can't make it up. It's what God is doing. And that's the great experience of your life. And in Romania, we turned up and there's only three, three youth leaders in a meeting. Three youth, not even the youth have turned up yet. Three youth leaders. And I asked them, where's the, youth, where's the young people? They're, oh, they're on the way. I said, well, this is not really a revival, is it? There's nothing happening here. There's more team members, about eight team members, and there's about three youth leaders, and we've come from England to give you revival. We've come to get people saved and healed, and yet there was nothing happening. And I remember saying to the team, why don't we use this opportunity just to pray? We'll just pray and see what God does. And as we begin to pray, out of nothing, I was praying for Brett here at the front, and as I was praying for him, the Lord gave me a vision. And he gave me a picture. And in that picture was a paint bucket. It was a dry, anybody painted the house, you would have seen all these dried paint buckets when you've used all the paint and there's just paint left over, but they're empty. And they get dried, you leave them there in your garage and there's just a dried paint bucket. And I saw this dried paint bucket over Brett's head. Well, thank God there was no paint in there because he would have had paint all over him. But there's paint bucket. Strange picture, I know. Uh, and you're looking at it, what does that mean? What is God saying? And you, as you're moving in the things of the Spirit, you're, you're trying to find out what God is saying, what God wants to say. And I felt what God wanted to say to Brett and other team members is that they were doing construction work the whole day. And yet, maybe they didn't think that they were called to do construction work. They, they were probably feeling tired and thinking, God, my body's aching. I am tired and I don't want to do any more construction work. I heard some of the team members saying they were smashing uh, stones with a pickaxe. And as they smashed the stones, the stones would fire back at them. They would spit back at them. And one guy said, you know, I've got cuts on my leg because as I hit the stone, the stone hit me back. You know what? Sometimes we can become incredibly frustrated by just doing natural work. And as I saw this picture, I said, I said just the words came out of my mouth. and said, listen, as you've been faithful with paint work or construction work, the Lord now wants to pour on you the oil of the Spirit. And as I see, I see in that book, and instead of paint, there's oil. And as I looked at that, oil was pouring on Brett's head. And as the oil came, Brett fell under the power of the Spirit. And as the Spirit started to operate in that meeting, it was like the Spirit breathed into that meeting. And I said, anybody else want to receive the Holy Spirit? Suddenly, these youth leaders, these three youth leaders came forward and they said, I want to receive the Holy Spirit. We laid hands upon them, and every one of them got filled with the Spirit of God. Then the young people came in. We testified. We preached to them, and we called them forward. And guess what happened to them? They were filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 
And sometimes when nothing's happening, what you need is the work of the Holy Spirit. You need the breath of the Holy Spirit. You need something to come into your life. You can meet with God anywhere, anytime, and any place. Hallelujah. It's called the Spirit breaking in. Last of all tonight, I want to finish with a story of Bible school. I don't know if anybody feels called to the Bible school tonight, but feels convicted that they should be going to Bible school and should be moving forward to take and fill out the form and just simply believe God. And Gable, strangely, had a word today about people giving up their jobs, that they should give up their jobs. It was a specific word for men, men to give up their jobs. Now, anybody want to receive that word tonight? Hallelujah. I'm telling you, if you give up your job and you give God a year of your life, it will never be wasted. A year given to God is never wasted. A year given to God is an investment. Think about it. You're going to work and work and work and work and work. And suddenly you're going to be 72 and you're going to ask the question, why did I work all my life? Right, it's true. And you're going to go, you know what, when I was 35 or around 35, I was thinking about going to school and I didn't do it. I should have done it. I should have responded. I'll tell you, there might be people here tonight or even in the morning services who definitely should have came to Bible school in the 90s but didn't respond and now they wish they should have responded. It's not too late right now. It's not too late. I was in the Bible school and this is what you see in Bible school. I was here at the front and Colin was ministering. And it was the time when the oil was on people's hands. Anybody remember that? The oil manifestation. And what God was saying to the church was not to focus on the oil or the gold teeth or what was happening in those days, but to focus on what God was saying through the oil. And what God was saying was quite simple. God is putting the ministry in the hands of the church, in the hands of the people, not the preachers. Although they'll be used by God, God is putting the ministry into the hands of the saints. And Colin would prophesy during those days, this is the day of the saints where every member of the church will rise up and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And one guy came forward, his name was All Is Well. All Is Well. What a name. How are you? All Is Well? All Is Well? Is All Is Well here? All Is Well? And he came forward, he was an African, French African man, and he came forward and he had oil in his hands and he was responding to the call of God and Colin was moving in prophecy. And I was on the platform and I was just looking here at the guy and it seemed in those days, how many people were here when Bruce prophesied that he believes this year is going to be the year of angelic visitation, increased angelic visitation. Well, in 96 and 97 and 98, we had increased angelic visitations here in KT. People would see angels in the top balcony, and then they would come and bring those words. And some of those angels were linked to specific buildings. In fact, Pastor Tyo this morning prophesied that he believes that this year, that God is next year, God's going to give us more buildings, a part of KTLCC. That we're going to call, it's going to cause us to impact the city even more. Now, how's that going to happen? Only God. Only God's going to make that happen. And here this man responded. And Colin, before Colin had a chance to pray for him, it was like something was in the air. It was like an angel. An angel who had a spray gun of the anointing. That's the only way I can describe it. I'm not saying this exactly happened, but this is what I experienced. I was on the platform, and out of the air just came 
a spray. And this spray rested on this man's head. Then Colin prophesied over him, and he fell under the power of the Spirit. And Colin prophesied that God's going to give him a ministry. God's going to send him back to Africa, and God's going to do a great work in his life. When he got up and went back to his seat, he put his hand on his head. And as he put his hand on his head, guess what was on his hand? Thick oil. I mean, not just a little oil that was there before, but thick oil. He came forward and he said, Pastor Colin, the, the Holy Spirit, something's happened. He's put oil on my head. And we took pictures in those days and we said that God was putting an anointing upon his head. Thick oil. How did that oil come? By the intervention of the Holy Spirit. By heaven invading the earth realm. By God saying, listen, I'm going to do something supernatural. I can tell you tonight, God can do something supernatural in your life. If he did it in this man's life, right there, this spot right now, he can do it in your life tonight. He can do it this year in your life tonight. It's my prayer for you. It's my prayer for me and all the ministers and the team here that God would start to break into our lives in a fresh and new way. We need something from God. We need something from God, divine intervention, where the world will say, listen, God's with them. God is with them. Remember what Gamaliel said when they were trying to close down the church? He said, you know what? If this work is of God, you will not be able to stop these men, lest you find yourself fighting against God. People cannot fight against you, can't contain the spirit that's within you if God is in your life. If God's strength is in your life, that's what we want tonight. That's what we want tonight. Hallelujah. So I want all to stand right now. Thank you, Father. I want the worship team just to come back as well. We've had a great night tonight. Just lift your hands right now. I'm not going to ask you to pray loud or anything like that, but if you want the Spirit to break into your life tonight, just invite Him. Jesus said, if you want the Holy Spirit, you just got to ask. You just got to ask, and He will come. So just lift your hands right now and just ask Him. Thank you, Father. Lord, we, we want more of you. We want you to break in. We need the Spirit breath. Jesus breathed on them, and He said, receive the Holy Spirit. I was reading this week in one of the interviews with Billy Graham and as Billy Graham met with God he he was on his face before God and he said you know Lord he said I'll do it Lord I'll do it Lord I'll be the man that you've called me to be and I'll do the things you've called me to do I know if you're in this place tonight and you're saying that to God before I go into this year Lord I'll do it I don't know how it's going to happen I'll do it Lord I'll be the man you called me to be I'll be the woman you called me to be. I'll do the things you called me to do. I want to step into my future. I want to step into my destiny. Spirit of God, come and visit me. Come and visit your church. Come and visit your people. Oh God, without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. But with me, you can do all things. Nothing is impossible. Just speak to the Holy Spirit right now. Speak to him. Speak to him. Some of you need to go to Bible school. Some of you need to respond to the call of God to do evening school. Some of you need to go on a mission. Some of you need to make changes to your life. 
But I tell you tonight, if you want the spirit to break in, you need to make a commitment to God. It's going to be a commitment to say, I'm not going to be distracted. I'm not going to be distracted. I'm not going to hold on to the sin in my life. I'm not going to focus around people who are not following God. I'm not going to spend my time just working and working and working. I'm going to spend my time on my knees. I'm going to get before God. I want God to do a work in my life. God's raising up a new generation. A generation of Elijah's, a generation of John the Baptist, a generation of people who prepare the coming of the Lord. We want Jesus to come. We want you to come, Lord. We want you to come and baptize people with the Holy Spirit. We want you to come and visit, Lord, this service, Father God. We want you to visit this team. We want you to visit the worship team. We want you to visit every member, Father, of KT. We invite you to come. And we ask you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, to prepare our hearts, Lord, to receive you. Clear out the rubble. God showed me a picture recently of the river of God, the stream of God. And the stream was trying to get through, but there were so many obstacles in the way. I don't know if that describes you tonight. Obstacles. The stream is not flowing. The river of the Holy Spirit is not flowing in your heart because there's so many obstacles. Unforgiveness, bitterness, wrong focuses, wrong alignments, bitterness, whatever it may be. Hurts of the past. Daniel had a word tonight that he believes that people are not moving forward because they got hurt. Deep pain. One of the reasons why Colin's going to do the soul talk is, is to bring that sense of healing in the soul area <laughs> and living free. Living free was doing that, but we're moving into another, another area of church life and we're going to go deeper because some of those areas of our lives cannot be dealt with on the surface that can only be dealt with by going deeper and allowing God to go deeper. If you've got those things in your life, just say, God, I want you to go deeper. Sometimes that can be painful. Sometimes the pruning process is painful. But you know what? In the end, it yields fruit. Much fruit. Much fruit. Father, we ask you tonight to go deeper in our lives tonight. Deeper in our lives if that's you and there's obstacles in your life, lift your hands right now. Father, I pray for every single person here tonight who's got these obstacles, these big blocks, these big rocks. Lord, we thank you that you're the God who smashes the rocks to pieces. You remove rocks, Father. You make the crooked places straight and the rough places smooth. So, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, we give you permission to come into our lives, into our heart, and start picking away the rocks, Lord. Taking away the rocks and the gush the river of the Holy Spirit would start to move and to penetrate every area of our lives. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. You know, tonight, I don't want to repeat what I, just, what I did earlier, and that doesn't include everybody, but tonight, you're making a decision this year to move forward in your relationship with God. You want more of the Holy Spirit in your life. And it's not just, you're not coming forward tonight just to have an experience, but you're coming forward to make, in a sense, a consecration to God. And say, God, I recognize the Lord. I've been empty and I've been dry. But tonight, Father God, I want to come and I want to consecrate my life to move forward. That would include people tonight who want to move forward with Bible school, move forward in an area that maybe the Lord is speaking to you tonight. 
With that, if that's you tonight, I want you to take a step out of your seat. I want you to come right to the front. And I want you just to stay here for a few moments before you leave tonight. And I want you to respond to God as the musicians are playing. I want you to come and consecrate your life to God. So take a step out of your seat right now and just come right to the front. And we're just going to give some time for the Holy Spirit here today. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father. You know, Reinhard Bonker said one thing. He said, sometimes it takes time to become holy. It takes time to become holy. So, Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you'll do something new in our lives, Father God. Do something new in our lives, Father God. Thank you, Father God. That's it. Just come forward and consecrate your life to God. The cell leaders here tonight. Maybe you've thought about quitting and giving up. You know what? But God's saying to you tonight, hey, don't quit. Get back with me. Get back with me. Get back with me. Get back into the secret place. Get back abiding in the vine. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The rest of us just lift our hands in this place tonight. few more people that need to respond to God so you just come while Chris is singing
Lord, we thank you for a revelation of your holiness, Lord. Lord, we thank you that it's your holiness that draws us aside, draws us into your presence. We recognize, Father, that there's something different about you. There's something that draws our attention away from all of the distractions of modern day living into a place of quiet communion with you, Father. Lord, we recognize your holiness and we honor you in your holiness. And Father, we ask you, Lord, that you would give us hearts that would daily, moment by moment, be attracted away from the busyness into the presence of God. There would be distracted from the distractions to focus upon that which is worthy of our eternal attention. And Lord, I pray, Father, that in 2015, every one of us would discover a fresh hunger, a fresh passion, a fresh desire to live for Jesus, where we would lay down everything. If it would cost us our lives, if it would cost us our priorities, if it would cost us giving up things so that we can follow God, that we would pay whatever price is required, Lord. Not because we're purchasing anything from you, but because we're being obedient to your call. We thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in 2015 in anticipation. We're looking forward to all the things that we will experience and encounter with you. And Lord, we thank you that we'd receive a fresh touch from you as we start to make our ways home. Lord, that we would be hungry for what you're going to be speaking to us in the next few days. In Jesus' name. Amen.